Hey, what's happening, everybody? Uh, this is Jeremy Ubroth. I'm here with uh, Greg and uh, Jeremy Ubroth, also known as UB1 Kenobi. I'm a co-host here, Greg Dix, the interrogator, gets to know everybody in a matter of minutes. What up? <laughs> That's how I do it. And so, yeah, um, we have live online with us Representative Dave Williams, just to kind of discuss a little bit about himself, um, some history behind the bill HB 22-1079, abolishing human What's abortion. Happening, everybody? Uh, this is Jeremy Ubroth. I'm here with oh, man. Uh, Greg. I was like, what, are, why, what am I hearing? I got my... See that? See how that works? Live stream. <laughs> I've got my, <laughs> I've got my live uh, YouTube up. So you're not professionals. No, I'm working on that. Yeah, we're trying to get better at this whole thing. We so, will be uh, without further ado, we want to introduce our guest uh, again. That's Representative Dave Williams uh, here, the state of Colorado House of Representatives, and he has introduced recently a bill, HB twenty two ten seventy nine, abolishing abortion in the state of Colorado. And so we wanted to invite him on. Uh, I had the opportunity to get to know him uh, a little bit, just to speak with him uh, about the bill, kind of hearing his story. And when I listened to it, I was like, man, it'd be really great for people to hear what Dave has to say. I mean, pretty powerful stuff. And especially when it comes from a Christian standpoint, uh, what does it mean to actually be a Christian in civics? And uh, we're going to allow him to uh, share a bit more of that. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Dave, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. The author of the bill himself. The author of the bill himself. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. So thanks so much yeah. again for joining us. No, thanks for having me. And I can't I can't take too much credit uh for uh putting the bill together. I really relied on uh, you know Jeff Durbin and and his people with End Abortion Now to really craft it uh to what you see right now but it's a good piece of legislation and it's the toughest um well i shouldn't even say toughest it's the it's the standard you know when it comes to pro-life bills uh, certainly the toughest in terms of what's been introduced here in colorado in the past but it you know it makes you know in, in no uncertain terms it makes it clear that you know life does begin at conception and that we're to ignore you know unrighteous you know, opinions or rulings from the Supreme Court, like with Roe versus Wade. Yeah. And that um, mm. we're going to protect life no matter what, from natural conception to natural death. That's amazing. Yeah. When we were reading the bill at first, we were like, there's some, this is Christian language to say made in the image of God. And the fact oh, yeah. that we're going to ignore Roe versus Wade, and we're even going to go to the extent of impeaching judges who ignore it. We had big old smiles on our faces, man. I'm like, this is a fully orbed, this is a- untruncated <laughs> Christian worldview bill. This is amazing. Excellent yeah. job, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we wanted to uh, first thank you so much for, we know it takes a lot of courage to step up and, and write bills like that. Um, share with us a little bit about your convictions and why you decided that you wanted to do that. I mean, honestly, Dave, like, in most cases, this could be a suicidal path to your career in <laughs> civics. And so share a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Well, I, you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't think in terms of like a normal politician. Um, but even if I did, I don't, I certainly don't think, you know, this bill would some somehow, you know, ruin my, my, uh, my current uh, job or my prospects anyway. Um, at the end of the day, though, none of that matters. Um, what matters is, you know, doing right by God and doing right by people. Yeah, and, man. you know, that line that lines up with, you know, what Jesus taught us, you know, love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, yeah. all the law and the prophets are fulfilled in those, in those two, you know, commandments there. And that's ultimately what any public servant or any anyone who is in positions of authority should be you know, concerning themselves with. Um, if they're not doing that, then, you know, they're probably up to no good. Uh, so when it came time to, you know, put pen to paper and offer up a pro-life bill like this, it was you know, pretty much an easy decision, you know, for me, because personally, I, I, um, I know that, you know, someday, you know, no one, <laughs> no one, you know, death comes for, for us all. Someday I'm going to have to give an account and, you know, the, the almighty is going to ask, he's going to ask me, you know, what did you do and how did you do it? 
Um, and I want to be able to, you know, hear those words enter in thou good and faithful servant. Yeah. You know? Amen. And so, hey, Dave, you mind if I ask, uh, what, what church do you go to? I go to a church for all nations off here on powers in, um, uh, Dublin. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the church of all uh-huh. nations. What sort of background is that? Is it like Baptist or? Uh, no, I, it's uh, non-denominational. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. That's awesome. Well, okay. So with that said, it went, you know, in terms of Christian convictions, uh, that Nicholas is on. Hey man, thanks Nicholas for joining us. We got uh, representative Dave Williams on, uh, telling us a little bit about his uh, background and the bill and whatnot. And so, yeah, man, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. So, uh, with that said, Dave, tell me a little bit about what it's like to actually work at Capitol Hill and, in in terms of being a Christian, what are you challenged with? Um, well, there's, there's a lot and I don't think there's enough time to really yeah. go through everything. <laughs> That's true. Um, what, I think what a lot of people don't, you know, maybe, maybe not appreciate is that that Capitol, um, whether, you know, it's not, it's not just Denver, it's probably all 50 states, definitely Washington, D.C. But that place is, um, you know, comprised of individuals that think, you know, they know, um, they know how to manage society. They know, they think they're best suited to tell people how to live their lives. And when you have those people in that building, you know, they're always trying to solve problems so to speak they're always trying to figure out ways to cure all the societal uh, all the societal ills that we see and you know right off the bat if you're if you're a believer if you you know believe in christ and god you know almighty being the the ultimate source of of um of authority and and you know telling us how we should live our life you you can kind of quickly pick up that you know that's that's a problem because those politicians believe that the state, you know, should be, should be the idol, if you will, and that we should worship the state. We should, you know, fund all these programs that will, you know, do all these wonderful, wonderful things and create a utopia. And when you, when you get a bunch of people who think like that, um, bad things are bound to happen. It's you yeah. know, like that old saying, the, the path, you know, the, the, the hell of, uh, the road to hell was paved in good intentions. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, that's so you true. know that's For that's sure. what goes. But that's but that's not even the end of it, right? You know, these people, you know, they they certainly wrap their their uh, motivations and quote good intentions or you know some sort of morality. But at the end of the day, and, and in practice, these guys end up you know stealing from taxpayers. They end up mm. whether it be taxpayer dollars or their freedom, and that's. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to point out to people, you want to really know what's the problem in Washington or Denver or any state capital, it's the love of money. Yeah. Um, oh, people yeah. have figured out, wow, we can make the world better. Uh, let's just take the money, do what we think is right, and give it to our friends. And that's their motivation. Mm. Um, or that, that's at least what they do uh, in practice. And, you know, the <laughs> I think the scripture is very clear. You can only serve, you know, one master. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, most politicians, they serve money, not not God. Yeah. yeah. Super sad. Yeah, that's exactly right. I just think, um, you know, it, it must be a challenging role for you uh, having, having to stand. And just because um, there isn't a lot of Christian support, and I'm sure you've experienced this, uh, in office. And now we went to the FEC United meeting last night at a local church here in the Springs. And I, I witnessed something personally that I haven't seen. I was actually really encouraged in, in the sense of seeing all these Christians who are really excited to support not only your role, but then future candidates going into office and, and more importantly, uh, how to do that. So tell me a little bit about your experience uh, being in the role that you're in in the state capitol with this current experience that you're involved in, the dark place that it is, the temptations that may even come your way, what kind of support are you getting from Christians here, here in Colorado? Well, thankfully, you know, I've had a lot of support from, uh, from Christians and, you yeah. know, normally 
and it's no it's no surprise i'm a i'm affiliated with the republican party so my support has come from the from the republican base many of whom you know proclaim to be christian which is great um you know so whenever i've talked about pro-life issues or or issues related to uh, marriage or traditional family values if you will i haven't really you know run across too many people that are upset with that because they <laughs> right. were of like mind were in one accord yeah um you always want more though you always want more christians you know to be engaged in the political process but i don't blame them for not being engaged because you know most most people who are in line with what we think they don't want anything to do with government. They just want to live their life. They want to raise their family. They want to, you know, start a business or do whatever. And government is sort of the last thing on their mind because that's not where they get their fulfillment. That's not where the source of, of their being is is um, grounded in. They're, you know, any true believing person who, you know, has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will tell you that, nope, government, you know, we don't... <laughs> You know, we'll certainly be respectful and law-abiding, but we're not looking for the government to answer all of our problems or be our provider. That's, yeah, yeah, that's found exactly in right. our God. So, but the problem with that is that um, there are a lot of other individuals who um, do get involved in government, and they don't, you know, they don't stop at at um, you know simply uh, trying to advance you know, their thoughts or their, or their beliefs, they actually put it into public policy and then pass it and then force it upon everyone. So it's vitally critical for, for good, you know, people of good character, Christians to get involved because if you're not involved, then these other actors who are not believers, Mm. they're going to get into government and they're going to create unrighteous government. And it's going to have an effect not only on your neighbors, but you at some point. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the one thing, and we spoke about this privately, the one thing to understand about politics is that it's simply the adjudication of power, meaning who gets to make decisions, right? And those decisions inevitably affect everyone. Yeah. So the question that every Christian should ask themselves is, well, do you want a Christian in charge or yeah. do you want an unbeliever in charge? Because if an unbeliever is right. in charge, they're going to say, let's go ahead and have abortions, you know, for everyone, right? right? If a true believer is in charge, they're going to say, nope, we're not going to do that. And those types of policy decisions are literally a matter of life and death. Mm. Um, but that's not, that's not the only thing to consider, right? It's also, you know, who gets to decide education policy, right? A lot of believers have their, you know, uh, children in public, you know, school. By the way, I'd recommend anyone who has children in public school take them out and homeschool them immediately because yeah. it's going downhill. Oh boy, there's a shocker right? right there, especially after the meeting so, last um, night. Yeah, oh gosh, but yeah. I mean, this is this is serious stuff, and I think a lot of Christians have kind of been asleep at the switch. Mm. And it should be no, it should be no surprise, you know, to anyone paying attention why we have so many problems, especially in the public schools, because they're the ones who are getting to spend most most of the time with your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to ask yourself, them. well, mm-hmm. yeah, so you have to ask yourself, what what is being what is being sewn into your children through the public school? And I would submit to you that it's probably not great. So get them get them back into the home, teach them yourself. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be better suited and they'll be, you know, they'll grow up in a in a more godly way. Yeah. And Greg, Absolutely. I think you had something to ask him. Well, I was just thinking as you're as you're talking, Dave. I mean, somebody's worldview is going to be at the helm, right? In society, right. It's, whether it's humanistic, somebody's God is going to be at the helm, if you will. You know, so yeah, I, I fully agree with you. You know, um, as Christians, you know, we should support and uphold the Christian worldview in all things. You know, I think of First Corinthians ten. You know, 31, you know, whether you eat or drink or all that you do, do all to the glory of God. So like, I love to hear what you're saying as far as, you know, the bills and, you know, having a, having a, you know, fully Christian, you know, position, you know, with, with, um, with what you're, what you're doing, you know, out there. You know, hopefully you get some more, you know, faithful men like yourself to come and uh, you know, bring some support. 
Yeah, for sure. But one, the one thing I would say that I would say though, is that, um, in order to get more godly men and women into office, people have to start stepping up, you know, and I know it seems like a tough, Absolutely. you know, a tough route to take. I know it's, you know, can be, you know, full of pitfalls and dangerous even and you know your name can be dragged through the mud hey dave often. one second uh looks like our stream do- dropped for a second so of course man you know here we're talking about awesome stuff let me uh let me do something real quick <clears throat> this is awesome bro you gotta you gotta love this two seconds blessed are the flexible for they shall not break right <laughs> sure all right here we go yeah thanks brother for your patience yeah i'm sorry about that bro Everybody's like, oh man, this is good. Why the stream shop? (laughs) Uh, What happened? Because YouTube doesn't like what we're saying, man. That's okay. We'll get this going. I'm recording it too, so. I hope that's not it. No. No, don't worry. No worries. Do what you got to do. It's good, man. Nah, we appreciate it. Um, I just launched it again, so I think it's fine. Sometimes you never know. There'll be hiccups and. And stuff here we are again live again back again okay. hey guys back hey sorry about that i'm not sure what happened there with the live stream but we got it launched back up again and we're back again so go ahead david what were you saying so you know if we really want to you know take back the land so to speak you know we not only have to submit our prayers to god mm. um and repent right um but we also have to mix that faith with action and so that requires people to step up and run for office christians to step up and say i'm gonna stand in the gap and i'll go ahead and fight on the front lines but even if you don't want to fight on the front lines go support godly men and women who are you know there are christian politicians out there kind of sounds like an oxymoron but it's not Um, right there are good people (laughs) who are occupying these positions or trying to that desperately need your help and desperately need you to be in in their corner um, so that's the two things I would, you know, well, three, obviously pray um, and always seek the Lord in all things. But number two and three would be become a candidate if there's an opportunity yeah. and the Lord wants you to do it. And then number three, you know, support those who are going to go ahead and, and you know, um, push forward and advance, you know, our Christian values and and, um, and our agenda. Yeah. Uh, because it will, it will literally, it will literally you know, help, uh, to bring about, you know, um, kingdom values. Yeah. Um, and that I guarantee you, most people would be better, better served if, you know, we were living out biblical principles instead of, you know, any sort of humanistic or communist or, yeah. you know, any other, you know, on, on, on Christ, the solid rock, you know, we stand all their ground of sinking sand. I mean, that's Amen to the that. truth. And if we, if we push that, um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna be better off. Yeah. Amen, bro. I, I, uh, I agree with that a hundred percent. I, um, uh, couldn't affirm it more. I just find that, you know, we talked about a little bit of, of the problems. We'll go into that as to why maybe these bills haven't gotten traction in the past. You know, I talk about Christian support, right? How do you feel? Are you sensing that you have the support that you need? But when I think about the broader picture of the, you know, we, we'd say pro-life or abolitionist movement is we are seeing a, a sort of loggerheads, right? Between within the, we call the mainstream or the greater Christian camp. What do you, what do you think is going on there? And why do you think we haven't seen the traction maybe that we, we should be? Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, I think there is a fundamental, I think there is a fundamental um, and somewhat of an understandable uh, dispute between between good intentions and people of good faith um, who just have a different strategy on this. So there's, you know, there are people who believe that, you know, we need to engage in incrementalism, meaning, you know, let's let's go ahead and outlaw abortions for those who have Down syndrome. Yeah. What's wrong with that, right? And then you have others, you know, and rightfully it's a good, great point. Why are we regulating murder, so to speak? Yes. Um, we need to just go you know, a 100% absolute, you know, for what the standard should be. So you have that dispute, you know, right off the bat. And then number two, you have, you know, these political actors um, who have discovered 
that it's a great source of income. You know, if, if they, I mean, think about it. If you had mainstream, you know, abortion or excuse me, anti-abortion pro-life groups suddenly succeed in, in ending abortion, you have a lot of people out of work. Right. And that's, a lot of oh, people, yeah. It's crazy to think you that. have a lot of people. Yeah. You have a lot of people that, you know, got to go find something else to do. And when you look at nonprofits and you look Maybe at plumbers, <laughs> working air conditioning, yeah, that's right. I mean, construction <laughs> job sites. That's how they get after it. I mean, that's how, that's how these guys make a living rightly or wrongly. They do rely on donations and of course, yeah. Right. Uh, pushing their, their policy agenda. But the question is, well, what, what's, what's the goal here, right? Is, you know, Roe v. Wade um, is merely a Supreme Court opinion. And if you actually look at the Constitution, if you look at at how uh, the structure of our government was meant to be, the nine unelected judges, you know, they don't, they don't get to decide, you know, they don't get to be the sole arbiter of, of what's constitutional and what's right. not. And you know, just because they've rendered an opinion, you know, doesn't, doesn't mean, um, you know, everyone has to, you know, go along with it. Um, and, and this should be just obvious. I, I mean, I remember a time when, um, when we were taught that, you know, about major Supreme court decisions, a lot of the decisions are terrible. You know, they, right, they right. mandated, you know, separate but equal policies, right. Where yeah. if you were, if you were a black uh, kid or something yeah. like that, you didn't you you know, you could be segregated. You couldn't you couldn't go to the white public school, and so on and so forth. So I mean, the Supreme Court doesn't always get it right. Number one, but number two, um, they don't have the authority to simply create an edict, you know, um, and then make it stick, you know, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not their role. Yeah, and it, you know, and I, I challenge anyone to you know, tell me otherwise. I don't, yeah. I don't care what the Supreme court, you know, has said they can do, Yeah. but go back to the founding documents and you'll, you know, the constitution, you'll see that no, the, the way to pass laws is through, you know, the Republican form of government that we have. Right. Um, and the federalism that we have too. Uh, but that usually means, you know, creating a law goes through the legislature. Yeah. Uh, and, and through the, through the people's uh, representatives. Yeah, the federal, so, the the Supreme Court, they are not a legislative branch; they're the judicial no. branch. <laughs> no, and they don't. It's very important. They don't, they're not. <laughs> they're not empowered. And if you read the Constitution, they're not empowered. You know, to to be the the referees, if you will. They're not empowered to be, you know, the the people from on high that you know get to decide. Well, this law is constitutional. This one's unconstitutional. Right. It's not in there. In fact, if you read. I think if you read the Federalist Papers, um, I think they had this debate, mm-hmm. and the founding fathers deliberately um, they deliberately uh, left that out on whether or not the court could have quote judicial review. Right. So I mean, there's a lot of rich history, and I encourage everyone to look at it. But that's you know why I offered the bill that I offered because who you know who are who are these unelected judges? You know, who are they to tell you know, the people of Colorado, you know, whether or not we can protect life? That's right. not up to them. And I'm not going to, if I can help it, I'm not going <laughs> to let those guys, especially people from the 1970s, you know, right. tell, you know tell us in 2021 how, or excuse me, 2022, how it's going to be. A whole nother generation is making decisions for us right now, really, in that sense. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Nicholas, you're right, bro. When you say infanticide is infanticide, that's exactly right. The big problem, uh, as we found, is it's it's not a debate about infanticide. It's actually a debate about personhood and when that's defined and how that's defined. Uh, what I think what Dave's getting at here is that we see in other bills that have permitted the floodgates to open for infanticide have been surrounded by some arbitrary standard of definition of what personhood actually is, right? Viability. Uh, and other points. Which is crazy. It's madness. There's so many different definitions out there from, yeah. you know, alleged scholars. Yeah. Right? Professors. Yeah. Two years old, you know, five it's, years old. It's, it's kind of incredible. Th- I mean, there's nothing new that's under the sun, right? I yeah. mean, this, that's certainly yeah. biblical. And it just kind of reminds me of, 
when you had the Pharisees or even lawyers challenge Christ. Well, you know, what does it mean for this person to be my neighbor? Who's my neighbor, right? Trying right, to figure exactly. out yep. loopholes, loopholes to conduct their, their wicked intent. And ultimately, you know, this, this whole Republic, this whole, you know, exercise and, and um, self-governance that we, you know, started 200 and, you know, I, sorry, I don't remember 240 plus years ago. So whatever it is, um, you know, it only works if our society is in fact moral, right? Right. Um, you know, if men were angels, we'd need no government. But to add on to that quote, um, you know, the more immoral that we are, uh, the less likely we are to actually exercise, you know, self-government because self-government requires us to do what I had discussed earlier, and that's to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Amen. Um, so people have this desire to kill babies for whatever reason. Um, it could be, you know, that, you know, someone gets pregnant and they don't want to deal with having to raise a child because they want to go pursue a career or they want to finish college, whatever the case may be, it's, they're sacrificing, you know, a living, breathing human at the altar of, you know, selfishness. And that's, you know, that's wrong. That's evil. You know, I would contend that, you know, if you didn't want to have a child, then you could have easily practiced abstinence. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And that would have, you know, that would have taken care of it. But a lot of people like to, they want to have their cake and eat it too. So it's, um, it's unfortunate, but that's, you know, what we're contending with. And so if we really want to, if we really want to make things better in this world, then we also not only have to love God and love people, but we also have to fulfill the great commission. Mm. And that, yeah, that is what to you make mean? disciples of all nations. What do you mean by that? Can you be more specific? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Preach it, sure. brother. Yeah. We, we, have to, we have to fulfill what the Lord has told us to do, to make disciples of all nations, you know, spreading the gospel, the, the truth that, you know, even though that we're all sinners in a fallen world, you know, there's there's a hope for us that Christ came and died for us, so that we would you know be able to live you know uh, live and worship you know with Him or to Him rather um, for all eternity, and that's what we were made to do. Um, we were made to be in communion with the Lord, um, and because of our own fallen nature, um, you know, He's having He's He had to He had to come down and clean up the mess, and the only way He could have done that was to die on the cross for us. Yeah. And, and would you agree that, you know, to go, to go back with your, the idea that you're connecting with the great commission in terms of discipling the nation, would you agree that as we legislate Christian ethics, kind of going back to the point of like the problem of not gaining the traction is that Christians have a difficulty understanding what that looks like when really it's just, as you, as you mentioned a moment ago, the summary of the law of the pro- and the prophets, as Christ said, is the to love God and to love our neighbor, and and if love if love of neighbor is our chief motivation, then uh, we need to look at what Scripture teaches about love of neighbor, which we find throughout the total, um, you know, testimony of Scripture, particularly the old the Old Testament as well. But then the apl- application of that looks quite simple. It's magistrate, and and it was brought up the doctrine of the last lesser magistrates last night. In the sense of, that was cool. yeah, the magistrates are, are God's deacons, God's ministers to do good and to, to do right to our communities. And they should be legislating righteous laws and righteousness is defined in scripture on uh, the goodness of God and based on his character. And so what we don't find is a lot of Christians who see that direct application. Um, you wanted to say something? On I think, that, yeah, to that. I mean, it's a problem I think we have, and I, uh, I'm going to lift this from Dr. Joe Boot. I was listening to his, listen to Ezra Institute's podcast. Yeah, and he made a statement in regards to love. It's as though, you know, the left, if you will, or even even you know, well-meaning Christians who just don't know the word that well, you know, will take love, they'll lift it from the text, and they'll abstract it. Yeah, and then they'll import it back into the text, and it means something completely foreign to anything in relation to God's law. Yeah. When I heard him say that, I was like, man, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so, so, you know, whenever I, I feel like I don't, you know, I'm not sure, I just go back to the word, right? I right. mean, if you want, if you want to know what love is, 
do you want to know what love is? It's, it's written in the book. It's in Corinthians uh, yeah, 13. Absolutely. You know, love is kind, love is patient. Yeah. Like it, it lists out what love is. And so if anything, so if you say something's love and it doesn't line up with that scripture, then it's not love, you know? So uh, when we, to, to answer your question though, um, if we want to know how it is we're supposed to interact with each other, it's all in the book. It's all there in the Bible. Uh, you know, we have tons of stories. We not Absolutely. only have you know a list of you know commands, if you will, and and the law, but we also have stories. You know that help us understand um, how to interact and what it means to a good point. to love your neighbor or to love God. And so, you know, really to make this all work, you need a population that is you know doing their best to walk daily with God and that that requires being in his word um, and praying and worshiping and being in communion and if we're not doing that if most of the population is doing that then we're going to be in we're going to be in for a <laughs> a rough ride uh, because right. you know God will not be mocked right, right. I and mean, you heard that yesterday God will not be mocked whatever man sows he will reap so um, if we don't sow uh, godly things then we're going to get that. So um, the best thing, you know, Christians can do, you know, as it relates to society generally is spread the gospel, uh, spread the gospel, make disciples. And then when it comes to governance, get involved, you know, in politics, get elected or get those, you know, who agree with you elected so that they can advance godly laws and fight for godly public policy. Yeah. Sounds like you're, you know, elaborating on the and teaching them all things, right? Matthew twenty eight, Great Commission. Yeah, it's not just not just getting into the cross, like, okay, what now? How shall we then live? Right, because it's not so that's the other thing. I mean, this is not necessarily politics, but it's it's true. For some reason I think and so you see this in the American church, where some people think, Oh yeah, I'll just say a magical prayer and then I'm saved. Well, 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 look, it's, if I read my word, it's very clear. You have to, you know, you're, seek out your salvation daily with fear and trembling, right? You have to actually right. repent, right? You have to not only confess your sins, but you have to repent, meaning you have to turn from those ways and seek after Christ. And, you know, that, we're not perfect. Not all, no one's perfect. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner. And, you know, people may think I'm great, you know, because I'm espousing my Christian beliefs on this radio program. But I assure you, I screw up every day. <laughs> I screw up every yeah. day. I'm a failure. Um, and I'm no better than anyone else. But I tell you that, you know, you have, you can't just say, you know, some magic words one time and say, oh, I'm good. I got the fire insurance. That's not how this works. It's a, right. it's a, it's a lifelong process. Salvation is free for sure. But, you know, you st- you still have to constantly um you know put down your flesh and and seek after the lord right? yeah kind of like the book of james right you know your, your your faith without works only shows a dead faith right yeah yeah and likewise yeah. you know works without faith is dead you know so anybody who i'm sure you'd agree you know as we as as one becomes a christian they're born again they repent of their sin their life is now god word it's going to take on it's going to take on feet if you will, right? I mean, there, there's going to be a change, you know, repenting. Yeah. And that's going to, that, that's going to, that's going to look like something. It's going to look like, you know, like Jesus talked about fruit, right? Bearing fruit. Um, yeah. So that's uh, absolutely, man. I, I hear you. Love what you're saying, by the way, man. Coming from a politician or a statesman, as you'd probably rather be called, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, it's funny because everyone says, you know, oh, don't call yourself a politician. Be a, you're a statesman. And I understand the sentiment. <laughs> um, and yeah, sure. I, I don't want to be considered a politician, but you know, at the end of the day, I am asking to be elected. I am asking for money and votes. And that's sort of the basic premise of what a politician is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't but, trust many people but, who are clean shaven, but you, my friend, we like you. <laughs> you know, I I don't like totally to joking, shave. By the way. I, actually, <laughs> I actually, I actually, I I I I had a beard, like as my I had a newborn yes. uh, this past this past uh, June, and I just 
I just was like, you know what? I'm not shaving. And so I grew this great beard. <laughs> yes. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And I actually don't like to shave, but it's an occupational, yeah. you know, obligation. I hazard. Suppose. I'm going to say an occupational hazard. Yeah. <laughs> it is a hazard. <laughs> it is a hazard. <laughs> those razor burns, you know, those razor burns really do, they really do pop Oh, up, yeah. So. They would think, hey, if I can ask you real quick, um, our stream yeah. dropped and started back up again. I just went with it and let it run. Hey, I apologize to those guys who are watching on. Listen, we tested this for hours, hours and hours and hours. And I just think the reason that thing dropped, bro, <laughs> that's because we're talking about one of the most important subjects right now. So it is yeah. back up again. And I am recording this. And I will. what I'll do is I'll link the videos together. I'll edit them together so that you can have the whole story. I am actually recording the audio independently. So right on. Praise God for that. Of course you do that. You're yeah, a smart guy. Of course I'm doing that. I just I just come yeah. to his house, man. I sit down right here and <laughs> you know, I know nothing about this stuff. He's pressing buttons and all that. <laughs> What's this guy doing? Sweet, bro. Things look good. It's looking great. All those blinking things over there. What do you mean? This it's poor down. guy. Oh, let's back up again. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, we even prayed for this, man. I hope that everything goes smooth. You know what? It's all good, man. So well, I would one, um, the, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, the one thing, the one thing I do want to caution, you know, your listeners about yes. is um, phony politicians. When uh, what I mean by phony politicians, obviously Actors. we all know we all know that most of them are phony. But what I really mean is phony Christian politicians. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of politicians, especially within the Republican Party that know or have otherwise figured out how to speak Christianese. And mm. unless you press them on deep theological, you know, questions, you may not know. Like surface level, you know, you might be fooled by them. And so one of the best things that any listener can do is if they encounter, you know, someone that is, you know, it, sound, it sounds good, is to press in further and ask them tough questions. You know, one of the things that politicians are really known for is is um, not being pinned down, right? Not not giving a straight yes or no answer to some very basic questions. Yeah. I always I always joke around with people. You know, if you really want to know if they're Christian, ask them if Christ came in the flesh, right? That's you know one of the, one of the tests that's laid out in oh, scripture. Yeah. No, no one ever does it. No one ever does it, by the way. That's right. Yeah. It, it usually usually gets a good laugh out of out of people. But the but the fact remains, if they're really believers, then their voting record will line up with, you know, the word of God. And I guarantee you most politicians um voting records are not good and they don't line up with the word of God. Doesn't mean necessarily that they're unsaved, but there are a lot of BS artists out there that have figured out yeah, that if they if they drop the J bomb right and they say Jesus, that'll get votes. And you have to be, you know, you have to watch out for that for that type of stuff. If they're really believers, you'll know it. And I'm a firm believer that the sheep know the sound of the shepherd's voice. So, you know, um, always be praying constantly, especially for discernment. You know, in the world of politics. Right. There are a lot of people out there who have figured out how to be chameleons. Yeah, that's very true, man. And uh, gosh, I can't stress that enough. It, it's it's learning how to ask the right questions, learning what to look for. And, and I think the way to that w would be helpful that, that was brought up last night, uh, and I think uh, quite clearly, was voting records. How can we know? Well, that was awesome. Yeah, I was in... Yeah. That's something that honestly, Dave, I've been I've been looking for a tool to better understand, okay, where can I go to actually look at the footprint of this person's career path of the way they voted and um, uh, and I'll share that by the way, I'll drop links and stuff to the things that were shared in last night's meeting so that we can better equip the folks who are watching on now. In the middle of what you're saying again, David, drop the stream drop. I don't know, I don't know if it's a weather issue because we got some weather coming in. What's going on here, but this the 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 internet is fine, um, but it keeps dropping the stream. I launched it again, and we're going to get watchers. People are dedicated to hearing what you have to say, so we're just going to keep pressing through and this. And you have some of the well, best no internet worries. in the and house. We can, we, we can do this again. It's, you okay. know, this isn't a one-and-done okay. thing. So Perfect. If we, you know, we got, we got a chair time, over here but... for you, man. Like it, yeah. Jimmy just bought this chair in his office. Sweet chair, bro. You can next, come to his, next to his nice bookcase, yeah. a bunch of theological books. <laughs> you, you would look like a brilliant scholar, man, yeah. sitting there and... 
Just puts you know, put a pair of fake glasses on a man. And, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, and we how many need votes. You'll get. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm bummed well, out. The other, the other thing I tell your listeners too is that, and this is something. It's a, sort of a weird phenomenon that I've uh, that I've encountered. But apparently, in in uh, Republican, especially in Republican politics, for whatever reason, there are. And it might be a generational thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there are voters who don't want, you know, Christian representatives, you know, showing strength. You know, I think, you know, I think right. it's this sort of like we want the this weird, you know, perception. They want their um, their representatives to kind of be, you know, uh, not weak. Because I, I think if you ask any voter, hey, do you want a weak politician leading you? They say no. But you know when when I get out there and I mix it up with either Democrats or Republicans, I've I've had people come to me and say, you know, hey, you're too you're too angry or you're too aggressive or you're too this that oh, or the geez. other, and, and that's when they usually say, hey, we want you to be a, a statesman, not a. And I and that's I weak, told man. them, well, you. and I I always tell them like, well. I'm just doing what I think Jesus would do. He he threw up tables right. and whipped people. Absolutely, you know, that's not really a pleasant thing. Remember right? what he remember what Jesus did when Herod came rolling through. Or I'm, I'm sorry, not Jesus, John the Baptist. Yeah, yeah, right. calling him out, right? right? Like you're having sex right. with this woman, just calling him out, man. And what happened to John the Baptist? Well, he got his head cut off, and I hope you, that doesn't well, happen to you. Yeah, you know, well, we don't want know, that. <laughs> And I, and I kind of tell him like, look, you know, I, the, the, the Lord obviously wants us to be meek, but that's not the same as weak, right? Meek, right. Meekness is not weakness. And, you know, the, this weird perception of the, of the quiet Christian who kind of just prays in their home and, you know, maybe is pleasant and polite is, you know, that's not, I would submit to you, that's not the kind of leader that, you want you want someone someone who's going to stand up and be bold as a lion absolutely and you know that's going to cause conflict and i guarantee you when i fight for godly principles in a dark world it's not going to be this civil discussion the other side's going to go nuts and they're going to persecute and do all sorts of things against me and others who are trying to do the same thing and you know in those moments you got to be strong yeah. And you gotta you gotta fight back. So um that's another thing I'd I'd tell your listeners about is when you're selecting a leader, go for someone who's not gonna be timid. They're gonna speak up and speak the truth and yeah, it might be unpleasant in the moment, but it's necessary. Yeah. do you think that like Donald Trump, that's part of part of the reason why a lot of people liked him? I mean, apart from his foibles and his you know, the character that he's developed over the years or whatnot. A lot of people like the fact that he would just speak what's on his mind, right? For for sure. I think Donald Trump represented a big middle finger to the establishment. And <laughs> yeah, he you did, know what? Man. That was that was great. I and I and I know flipping two birds. I mean, this is what I this is what I believe. I believe the Lord gave him immense favor because there are a lot of Christians. Who were yeah, I agree. You know, like oh, they're all about Donald Trump, and I'm like, well, you know, the guy used to be a Democrat, you know, and he used to support gun control, he used to be pro-choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of changed a little bit, and they're like, we don't care, we we like, and I liked him too. I mean, I when he came around, I was like, my God, I led, yes, I want to see this happen. I've never seen a wrecking <laughs> ball come in to the American establishment uh, government that we have. Let's see what happens. I mean, I was excited about it when he when he had that first debate. Megan Kelly tried, you know, making him look bad by oh, saying, yeah. "Oh, you know, your comments about women are terrible." And he immediately said, "Oh, I only met Rosie O'Donnell." This had me on the ground. I was like, "This is <laughs> the best answer I've ever heard in the debate." Oh ever. yeah, man, I'm constantly dying yeah. laughing listening to Trump and his debates, I, I, particularly I mean, Hillary Clinton. You'd be in jail, yeah. right? Boom. Yeah. Could, yeah. That was like the bet. It was like Mike drops. He could do he could do no wrong, right? When he was campaigning, I mean, and if you look, I mean, if you look at his record, it was actually a very good record as president. Um, certainly better than you know uh, uh, George W. Bush because um, that was our last one 
uh, prior to him. Uh, but there was, there's something about him. So the Lord, the Lord obviously, I think, gave him favor. Um, and, and he, you know, to give him credit, he did a lot of what he said he was going to do. Um, yeah. And Very true. not a lot of politicians, not a lot of politicians actually do that. So as, as imperfect as he was, you know, like all of us, yeah, I, I, I wish, <laughs> I wish he was still in the White House. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one because there's a lot of th- a lot of things that we would say, you know, as Christians, we really disagreed with in terms of Donald Trump. You know, he's not a star Christian. He claims to be a Christian and we don't know. The Lord knows where his heart's at. Right. But we wouldn't be the first to say, yeah, I'm going to give my stamp of approval for this guy. Yeah, just baptize him real yeah. quick, right? No, 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 we're not going to do that. But <clears throat> in the same sense, like if you look at actions... And what he had committed to, there's a lot of stuff that we agreed with him on things that we were really uh, blessed to see in a person that's really not a career politician. He's a, a businessman. And yeah. we wanted to erase a lot of the garbage out of there. And I, I, I think a lot of us want to see that. We want to see people who are no nonsense, you know. But uh, with that said, brother, I, uh, I know that uh, we're running short on time and I want to be, you know, I want to honor the time frame that we had set out. Um, you know, with that last word said about honoring our commitments, you had mentioned, um, in the FEC, uh, United meeting yesterday, you talked about how you wanted to really, uh, fairly represent the people. That's, you know, ultimately you said your job and that's when you brought up, I'm not a real, I don't want to be considered a politician, but a statesman person that cares and is concerned about our state and our country. And I think you're demonstrating that very clearly through, um, the, uh, the motion to support a bill, um, to draft a bill like this, uh, abolition of abortion bill, which is such a blessing to see. Um, with that said there, I know there are a couple key points that I was hoping maybe you could share with us. Uh, one, there are upcoming events. You mentioned February 23rd, uh, the hearing of the bill itself. And I believe that you said last night we can provide testimonies. And so one of the ways that we can really demonstrate and show our voice to those in the Capitol, um, would be, a, would be doing that. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. So the abortion bill itself, it's 1079. Um, if you go to the Colorado, uh, general assembly's website, that's our legislature. Yeah. That will give you all the information about, about the bill, uh, yeah. thus far. And so one of the best things that your listeners could do is, um, contact, you know, members of the committee, it's, it's being heard in health and insurance. And there are, I think, 11 of us all together. And if you contact um, legislators beforehand and say, hey, pass this bill that, you know, that only helps. It certainly won't hurt. And the other thing you can do is you can show up in person and testify. It's the, the you know, it's referred to as the people's house. It's because we serve you. Yeah. So you have every right to come in there and tell us what you think. And so you should come, so your listeners and you should come, you know, uh, and testify. And if you can't come in person, you can certainly do that online. There's a way to, there's a way to, um, and I can share these links with you and you can post them later, but on the website itself, there's, there should be a function where people can pre-register in order to testify. And that's what you'd have to do. Okay. That was um, going to be my next question. Right. To do it online, you have to pre-register. But if you want to come in person, just show up and they'll make you sign a sheet and that's it. Okay, perfect. Um, and then you tell tell us why you think the bill should pass. And that's that. Um, and the more, the more we, that we have that, the more likely we can, you know, make good things happen. Nice. And then when you say, I mean, a lot of times people get intimidated, those kinds of events, those settings. I've actually spoken in front of city council and it can be intimidating. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> most nervous I ever seen you. Man. Oh my gosh. You know, you speak in front of people all the time and you get yep. in front of this panel and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is intense. Yeah. Who am I? So, um, I definitely recommend people do a templated speech. Um, are there yeah. templated speeches Absolutely. that you would recommend? Um, is it three minutes? Like it is in city council? Yeah, probably be three minutes. Okay. They'll probably limit testimony like that. So yeah. The best thing to do is is um, you can do a pre-scripted you know speech that goes out to a lot of people and they kind of they can repeat that. But the, what I found 
works best is if you personalize it. Okay. You know, tell us who you are and why you think of it, because there are different perspectives here that all, you know, that all could lead to the same conclusion. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes it more authentic that way. So I would recommend to any of your listeners that want to testify, type something out. It doesn't have to be three minutes total. Yeah. But type something out that is personal, you know, to you and authentic to you and let them know this is the way to go past this bill. This is why I think you should do it. Whatever that reason is, let it, let it be and pray, yeah. pray, pray to God to give you the words to say. That's good advice. And you'll be, you'll do just fine. Thank yeah. You. And then, um, I know that, uh, from there. So what, what are the next steps that moves on from a hearing, uh, what, what, what could happen in this in this process and then what would be the next? Well, there, I mean, there's really only two options at this point. It, you know, the majority of committee members could vote to uh, kill it and say, okay, well, we, we heard what you had to say, but we're not going to forward the bill on. Okay. Or they could they could pass it. If they pass the, the bill, then it, will, it would go to the full floor of the House of Representatives for a, for a debate. Oh, okay. And then all... All 65 of us would engage in a in a in a debate over the the merits of the the bill, and then there would be another vote. Got so, it. then the next step is to get it out of committee and sent to the sent to the floor. Okay. Okay, and then uh, and then from there, I'm I'm assuming that if it doesn't get killed there, then it would move on to the Senate to go through a yeah, committee. Yeah. Process. If we get it, yeah. If we get it out of the house, it will go to the Senate for consideration. It'd be the yep. same sort of process. Yep. Awesome. And then from there, let's say, uh, God's grace is upon us. Miracles happen. It moves through the Senate in the exact same way. It would then move on to be signed into law unless vetoed by the governor. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes left here. I just want to know, um, can you share with people how they can better connect with you, uh, sort of what your next steps are and what, what your goals are uh, in yeah. civics? Yeah, you bet. Um, well, if anyone wants to get a hold of me, you know, by all means, go visit my website. It's daveforcolorado.com. That's D-A-V-E-F-O-R colorado.com. And you'll be able, my contact information is all there. You can email me, you can call me, you can text me. And you, you can just, you know, reach out to me and I'd be happy to talk to you. But, you know, right now, aside from my legislative work, I'm actually running for United States Congress. Yeah. And I can't, I can't win without, you know, the grace of God and, of course, people, you know, helping me. I got to raise $70,000 in the next two weeks. And if anyone, you know, if it's wow. on your heart, you know, please, you know, chip in whatever you can. I certainly ask for twenty nine hundred dollars uh, uh, per individual because that's the maximum but whatever you can afford it's going into a good work this is my ministry mm-hmm. and i can't survive without you know the kindness of you know christians and believers pouring in to that ministry and just know that everyone who donates i'm praying that the lord return it mm-hmm. you know back to them a thousandfold right so mm-hmm. you know rest assured that uh we're going to use your money faithfully and wisely to win um, the election here coming up in June uh, because we need more godly leaders in Washington, D.C. And if we could add to the ranks of good people in Washington, then we can really start to turn this around. Yeah. Amen, bro. Well, I do appreciate your time. And again, I had to actually restart my computer (laughs) during this (laughs) And I don't know what's up with this uh, stream. I don't know, maybe if it's the internet. We have amazing internet here. This is the first time I've ever experienced this. And I think it's because it's the gold of greater. Yeah, this is, yeah, we sh- there's no reason why we should be dealing with this. But um, again, we would love to have you back on. I will again compile this. Um, I'll compile the uh, audio. I definitely I recorded that, which is great. And I'll be able to put this in and I'll put together a video that's shareable. I do apologize to those watching on. Looks like we lost quite a few people. They're like, oh, forget this. Um, but I'll put it up there so that uh, there's a, con- you know, a, the complete interview is available to everyone. And I'll also make sure that we put in the notes and the comments uh, below uh, ways that they can get in touch with you and, and your website as well, Dave. For sure. All right, bro. That sounds great. Well, we'll definitely be keeping you in prayer and encourage that. Uh, among the listeners and uh, those who support you. And, uh, bro, we, we thank you so much for your time, man. God bless you. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thanks. 
Bless Thank you, Dave. You. you guys have a great night. Yep, you too. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, man. Well, that was awesome. What a blessing to be able to have him on. I know it's the video. <laughs> so when you guys uh, see us shaking our heads, that kind of stuff has nothing like, to do yeah. with what Dave is saying. Because Dave is saying like some bomb stuff. Amazing like, yep, stuff. This dude's spot on. We love what he's saying. We agree. So when we're looking at each other, shaking our heads, it is 100% tied into the, the video. <laughs> yeah. Where the this thing went down like five times. And it was always at some like crucial thing that Dave was saying. Yeah, no kidding. Do you know what I'll bet? Right in the middle of what he's saying, like yeah. good stuff, boom, crashes. Yeah. Do you know what I'll bet? I'll bet you and I could go on for another five hours, bro, and that thing would run perfect. They see Rep Dave Williams. Yeah, they're like, get this guy out of here. Hate this guy. No, no, no. <laughs> Whoa, man. Gosh, that's tough, man. Well, People with money out there pouring money into this stuff to just keep oh, people from hearing the truth. It's so frustrating. And... Honestly, man, like that's not a conspiracy theory thing. There's such I was thing just as thinking that too. There's such thing as shadow banning. There's certain words, yeah. Um, you know, if you think about how the closed captions work and how it captures your, the audio, that there's algorithms that look out for particular speech patterns, and uh, could very well easily be shutting us down. Or, I mean, we're having weather outside, so I don't want to. I doubt that. Man. I don't want to. Do I mean listen to Apologia? I mean, yeah. they're, they're still like like they're they're using code words. Seriously. Oh yeah, still. And it's like so many I'm hearing that and I'm thinking, okay, well, it, it's gotta be related to that. Maybe. I think could so, be. Bro. I don't know. What do hey. I know, man? I just show up to your house, bro. I sit down and like, <laughs> you're the one dude in the lab, bro. Get it all together, dude. God, oh my gosh. Why why did everything drop? And you know what's crazy? So I checked the uh the the uplink here, kilobytes per second link. This is the link and it yeah, shows you healthy. That earlier, yeah. It was green, but this was at zero. So I actually have an external speed checker to actually test. This tests the internet connection live. Uh -huh. That was fine. So it was either something with uh, OBS, could have been, or something with YouTube or both. Yeah. But you know what's sweet though, is we got this recording. I'm so glad I did that. That was smart, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I would have recorded the video too. I mean, from that, that's stuff you learn. Live and learn. Yeah. So next time you can record the video still, even if this garbage happens. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I can record right here. But the problem is every time I stop, now that I think about it, every time I stopped this and had to restart OBS, it would have stopped the recording and restarted. So it would have been the same yeah. thing anyway. So I'll figure out how to work some editorial magic. Make it look sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for sticking it out and watching with us. We do apologize yep. for the technical stuff. David said that he'd be willing to uh, jump back on here again. And sit in your new sweet chair sit over in here, dude. Sweet chair. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, dude. This is, this is your chair, bro. And Johnny. I got oh, this Johnny? from Johnny, dude. He's, yeah, he's not here. He's want to hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> bro, don't. Don't make Johnny sad. Don't either. get him sad. I know, man. I'm sorry. I should. We love that. you, Johnny. Yeah, we do. All right, guys. Well, uh, again, thanks so much for joining us. Look, we got three people watching us now. And we're getting ready to, to wrap it up. Uh, for those who are just joining Please, in, homies. well, for those who are just joining in, I, I just want to let you know, first of all, we apologize. Something was going on with OBS or YouTube or both. The stream kept dropping, but uh, we did record this um, audio and, and we plan on launching a podcast uh, site. We think we're going to call it something like The Lab. Maybe the lab. That's what this is. Well, we're in the, in the lab right now. We are in the lab. I think that's yeah. kind of cool, though. Like or, that? We're post up. Yeah, we're going to get some stuff brewing. Yeah, we're just trying to come up with a name. You guys think of a name you like, you think is cool, let us know. Hit us up. Uh, but we'll we'll actually be dropping these live don't streams. Don't get your feelings all hurt if we say, no, nah, we don't like that. No. And we're not going to like, say that. But. The Lord will bless you for a sweet name, but we're, we're, yeah. we got nothing to give away. We're broke, dude. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we would appreciate. Oh, um, no. Could maybe give away uh, one of these. A I don't Funko know. Pop. No, you know, let's do that. Let's this is Jeremy. This is Jeremy's stuff, though, bro. So you, know. you giving away my stuff? I'm giving away your stuff. We'll go dude. get. We'll go get a Funko Pop for these guys, dude. <laughs> All right, it's in a box. So we're having a hard time, guys, uh, figuring out a name. You guys come up with a sweet name for our podcast, and put Funko Pop might come your way. True to the winner. It's got to be good, though. It's got to be really good. It's got to be dope. Yeah, and one that I mean, dope. Nobody's using it. True, you know what I mean. So, with that said, we'll, we will make sure that we post this 
uh, on uh, YouTube. I will edit this all together and make sure the audio is available. And we will also be uploading this interview in the future. We do apologize for the inconvenience, but that is how things go, as they say, when you live stream. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not break. And they shall inherit good things. Good, sweet, many <laughs> sweet, sweet things. things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Anything else you want to say? No, man. Love you guys. Love, uh, you know, those guys sticking with us and and hope this is a blessing. I'm sure it will be. I mean, everything that, you know, Representative Williams had said is is, is awesome. Yeah. Do recommend, you know, listening and, and uh, you know, supporting this, man. Yeah. Serious. And support him. We need more godly men in office. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Love, love you guys. All right. Love you guys. Peace. We'll see you. the head off beat, man. <laughs>